Good morning. It's Easter. It's a day of celebration. We celebrate that that Jesus has risen indeed, that he is alive and the world is different. It is forever changed because Jesus is alive. But the truth is that for many of us, we don't feel a whole lot like celebrating. It doesn't feel a whole lot like Easter. We're not gathered with loved ones and and friends and those we've worshipped with through the years to celebrate this day. We're not going to gather this afternoon around large tables with lots of people to enjoy an Easter feast. You know, many of us have been on this journey during Lent, a, a time of entering into fasting and into suffering and into the slowing down that Jesus invites us to. We have turned our focus toward Him and we've heard Him invite us to walk with Him. We've heard the invitation of Matthew eleven twenty eight over and over again. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Many of us probably feel like we could use a little rest right now. Many of us have struggled to sleep since the quarantines began. We've wondered at night what's going to happen, what's going on. We go to bed after watching a newscast and our hearts and minds are, are filled with all of the chaos and it's been hard to sleep and we really could just use a little extra rest. Many of us could use a rest, a break from our fears. They have been consuming and every time we leave the house, every time a package is delivered, every time we have to buy food, every time we come into contact with someone else, those fears raise up in us and we are easily consumed and could use some rest. Maybe it's worry. Some of us have worried financially. We've wondered how we're going to make it with a job layoff or with the potential limitations and challenges. We've worried about our kids. We've worried about school. We've worried about our future. We've worried about what the fall will look like. And we could use a rest from our worry. Others of us have been consumed with doubts and asking ourselves, is God really there? Why would God allow something like this? Where is God in a pandemic? What is going on in this place as He abandoned us? And we begin to wonder if He's really there, if He's really powerful, if He really loves us. And those doubts can become crippling and paralyzing and we could use a little bit of a break from our doubts, to be honest. They just weigh on us so heavily and we could use a little rest. This week has been Holy Week. It's been a week where we have entered into the story of Jesus as He got closer and closer to the cross. Maybe you have been on this journey and you have felt His anger at the way the world turned out and things that are happening in the world. Maybe you have felt betrayed or denied or abandoned the way that He felt as His closest friends betrayed Him and denied Him and wrote Him off. Maybe you can sympathize with the darkness 
that he felt when he proclaimed, God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me in this place? Why have you allowed me to go down into the depths of this darkness and despair? Why? Where are you? What's going on? And even to that moment of Saturday where it's quiet and it's still and all the world feels forgotten. It's painful to go through a holy week of reflections. It's painful to think about our own sin and the the ways that we betray Jesus, the ways that we've denied Him, the ways that we have misused or misrepresented His name. It's painful to realize that the the evil in the Pharisees and the, the, the disappointing behavior of the disciples is just as easily our evil and disappointment. It can be painful to mourn and grieve our sin, but on top of that, we have been in a painful week. We mourn and we grieve over the deaths of each one who is taken by this virus. The number climbs higher and higher, but when we stop and we realize every one of those numbers is a life, a soul, a family, our hearts begin to ache. We ache with those who are who are consumed right now with trying to find solutions to the, their financial woes. Those who have lost jobs or businesses or just don't know what to do next. And as we think about each family that struggles, we can be consumed by grief. We can carry the weight of this week and this season within our very hearts and souls as we come out of a a holy week. We're all feeling probably a little bit like the disciples did on that Easter Sunday morning. As they awoke early in the morning, that first Easter, they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know that it was a resurrection day. They didn't know that it was Easter. It didn't feel like Easter. In fact, they woke up the day after the Sabbath and for the first time, didn't know what to do with their day. For the last three years, Jesus had led them. He guided them. He'd taken them from city to city and shown them where to go. But now he wasn't there. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know what to do. He wasn't there to lead them. He wasn't there to show them. And so they wake up with this sense of loss. Normalcy is gone. Purpose is gone. Their mission, their identity seems to have been stripped from them in this moment and they don't know what's going to happen as they're sitting there and wondering what's going to happen and what they're going to be able to do and what they need to do with that day, Mary comes storming into the room with news. The grave is empty. Jesus' body is missing. We're told that John and Peter jump up and race to the grave. And they go in and they look and they see for themselves that the tomb is empty. All that remains are the the cloths that He was wrapped in. It comes out and it says that they remembered the things that Jesus had said and they believed. They believed that morning without seeing. 
They believed that morning without seeing. In fact, they left the tomb and went back to the other disciples, not having seen Jesus alive, yet believing in the resurrection, believing that he is faithful to his word, believing that the, that he is risen indeed. Mary stays around grieving and in her loss, she's met by Jesus. But it's not until later that night that the disciples encounter Jesus all day long. They wondered what had happened. They held on to this hope and this belief, belief and this faith that Jesus was alive. And then we're told in John chapter 20, verses 19 to 23, that Jesus breaks in on them. We find this in the Scriptures. John chapter 20, beginning at verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. After He said this, He, he showed them his hands, and he showed them his side. The disciples were overjoyed at having seen Jesus. And again, he said to them, peace be with you. In the midst of their fear, in the midst of their anxiety, in the midst of being locked behind closed doors, he says, peace be with you. And then he says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, and their sin, then their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. It's Easter morning. It's Easter morning, and I come bursting into your living room. I come bursting onto the screen, much the way that Mary did on that first Easter, proclaiming a truth. The tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. Jesus kept His promise. He is risen indeed. He is at work in our world. He has not abandoned us. He has not forgotten us. That He has conquered sin and death and the grave once and for all. He is risen. Jesus is alive. But for those disciples and for us today, it may not feel like it. Our resurrection day experience may still not be happening yet. For many of us, we will pass through this day and the next and several others, and we will wonder, we will question. We won't understand. Because it just won't feel like a resurrection day. It won't feel like new life has come. It won't feel like we have burst out of the grave or found peace behind our locked doors. But there is still this truth. Our hope remains all day long. As the disciples waited, they were held by their faith and their hope and their love for Jesus. They believed 
before they saw. And today, the invitation to us on this Easter in 2020, as we are locked behind closed doors, many of us caught up in fear and worry and doubt, is to hear the words of Mary again, that grave, that tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. Resurrection has happened and your day will come. Our day will come. Newness will break forth into our lives. We will hear Jesus whisper to our souls, peace be with you. We will hear him whisper to us, I am sending you in my love to the world. We must do what the disciples did on that first Easter day. In spite of our fear, in spite of being locked up behind closed doors, we must hope. We must hope in the resurrection, believing in what is possible. Yes, we have fear, but we have hope that is greater than our fear. We have hope in a new life in Jesus, in the kingdom and the dream of God. Something is breaking forth. If we go to the Scriptures, we hear Jesus proclaim from the very first day of His ministry, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Luke. Chapter 4, as we continue reading in verse 20, he says, Then he rolled up that scroll, and he gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down, and everyone's eyes were locked in on him. And he said to them, Today, this Scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today is the day that new life happens. Today is the day that prisoners are set free. New life is breaking in all around us. Yes, we may have seen the death of normalcy. We may have seen the death of some of our rhythms and our habits and the things we love to do every day. But even in that death, there is new life bursting forth, new habits, new hope, new strength, new life coming in us. We can be free. We have this hope. We have a hope of resurrection that the death doesn't have the last word in this world. Death doesn't have the last word. The virus doesn't have the last word. Jesus has the last word. And whether that word is spoken today for us or down the road for us, we are free because Jesus sets us free. We have this hope that a kingdom is being birthed. A kingdom where there is good news for the poor, sight for the blind, where there is food for the hungry and life For those who are dying, there is hope and joy and peace and love at work in this world because Jesus is alive. He has sent us as the ambassadors of this kingdom, of this dream of what the world could be. And we have hope. We have hope for freedom. You see, we have the freedom to act. Yes, fears may be consuming. But we have, we have the freedom to act in hope instead of fear. 
Yes, worry may be all around us and it may overcome us at times, but we have the ability to act in peace. To receive the peace that Jesus gives, not as the world gives peace, but as Jesus speaks to us and says, my peace I give to you. We can act on that peace instead of the worry that's there. And when the doubts raise up within us, we can doubt our doubts. We don't have to act on our doubt, we can choose to act in hope and faith and in belief that our God is alive and that more is happening than we can see yet. Because our resurrection experience may not come this morning. It may not come this afternoon. It may not come tonight. But there is a day coming when we will overcome, when we will see, because Jesus is alive. And so I joined Paul in praying this prayer over all of us. He writes in Romans chapter 15, verse 13 to the church in Rome, and he prays for them. He says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow in confident hope the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear those words again. Receive them as a prayer over your own heart and mind and soul. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This Easter morning, we hold on to hope. We hold on with confidence that there is a God at work within us. We hold on believing in Jesus. Now before Jesus went to the cross, He spent some time with His disciples and they sat down around a table and He said to them, I'm going to make a new covenant with you. An agreement. An agreement in which I am with you and you are with me. I am in you and you are in me. And he took bread and he took the cup and he broke the bread and he says, this is my body broken for you. And he took the cup and he said, this is my blood spilt for you. You see, these are the things that preserve us unto life everlasting. The body and blood of Christ. They didn't yet know what they were entering into. But this meal would become one of those moments, one of those places of grace where we find the strength to endure because we know that Christ has lived and died and been raised again for us. He is in us and with us. We receive that grace as we receive of these elements. So I invite you in your own home to receive those elements with me. First, the body, the bread, broken for us, the blood spilt for us, that we might have life everlasting. Would you pray with me the prayer 
that Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Go in God's grace and peace on this Easter Sunday morning. Hold on to hope. Hold on to peace. Hold on to joy. Because Jesus is risen indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining us on what is proven to be a truly momentous and, and special day. Remember that we still want to connect with you, so if you want to text connect to the number that's on the screen, and remember you can give online as well. Thank you again. We can't wait to see you soon. People come together Strangers, neighbors Our blood is one Children of generations of every nation of kingdom come. Don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up, I don't fear no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is my Oh